0: coast to coast, peanut butter
1: and toast. Probing in the lane, fading away, whoopsie do! don't mind if I do. In transition, denied by Hoyling. DeCam says, give me that, a pick two for Northwestern.
0: Spot of three on the
1: way, bang for Noah and the Erickson center erupts. Spread the love around, corner, pocket, cash for Lund. Yes.
0: Folks, we have officially labeled the C's and the P's. Are they going to make us look bad now this weekend? I guess we'll find out, but uh, time will tell soon enough. It's why Ryan Mitchell. We've got our contenders and pretenders. Now it's time to go play the games. Ryan, how we doing on this? Well, I'm not going to say what day because I don't want to say when we're recording this. I always find a way to, it comes up eventually, but anyways, how, how we doing? And are you ready for more UMAC basketball?
1: I'm doing well, Wyatt. I can't complain better than I should. And yeah, I am ready for more. Uh, just sitting here mentally preparing for another snow dump. But you know what? That's uh, life in the land of 10,000 lakes. And I can't talk too much about it because you deal with it at a higher level than I do with where you're at. So it's character building season, Wyatt. We've talked about this <laughs> well, before, right? I mean, this this is yeah. character building, the dog days of winter, if you will.
0: So I'm, I'm curious. Though so you say another one's coming in down there, huh? This is news yeah. to me. I have not heard of this. <laughs> So, I mean, I mean, we're doing okay up here, actually, for a change. So it's kind of nice. I'm sorry to hear maybe, that you're to get more down there.
1: Maybe it flips this time and you'll get it in a day or two. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I was listening to the news a little earlier. And, yeah, you know, we'll take it slow, though. We'll be fine. And uh, I know you fear nothing. You go through anything. it does it. As long as the roads aren't totally shut down, you are clearing through. So not that this is a weather podcast. I'll stop talking about that. but. Hey, I, I know one
0: thing. The UMAC teams, I think they're going to be going through just about whatever, too, to get these games in this week, and it's going to take a lot more than just a little bit of snow to stop them. So, with that being said, a lot of games to preview here tonight. It's uh, game six and seven on the conference slate. Before we dive into them, though, I want to throw the reminder out there. We love to hear from you. We want to interact with you. You can get a hold of us. We have an email. It's uao@umac@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Love to hear from you, like I said. Answer your questions. Uh, we, we usually respond to just about anything, so feel free to reach out. And then, of course, on Twitter as well, where we're posting the links to the podcast, some other content, things like that. It's unlike any other. The UMAC you can find a lot of stuff on there as well. So there's our plug for that. And with that being said... You ready to dive right in, Ryan? Anything we need to say off the top, or can we just get to the talk? I mean, that's why we do it, is to talk about the games. Do we, we have anything else we got to say before we can do that?
1: No, I like how you set it up with the season and P's that we laid out earlier this week. Some teams can prove us wrong, and we are always why. Each and every time we hit the red light on to record, we're giving bulletin board material to multiple teams, coaches, players, fan bases. So we're going to do more of that today. We're going to light the fire. Be very clear
0: even if i said you were a contender that doesn't mean i'm necessarily picking you to win both games this, oh, yeah. this weekend just saying yep. so i mean don't don't call me a hypocrite i mean every game is its own entity so there there may be circumstances where that comes up uh we're gonna start on the men's side if you're cool with that because those are the games that get played first so why don't we start there And if you have no objection, we're going to go top to bottom as they're listed on the UMAC website. And again, I don't think we ever figured out how they list them or if there's (laughs) a certain rhyme or reason to it yet. So the first one up is North Central uh, at Northland, I believe here. Wait a minute. I was on the women's one. It's actually Morris at Bethany Lutheran. There we go. So that's the first one we're going to dive into on the men's side. A very, very compelling matchup. Morris dropping a couple to go to three and two. Bethany also lost their first conference game this past weekend. How do you see this one playing out with the Vikings being home here, Ryan?
1: Yeah, Bethany very motivated and trying to start a new win streak, undoubtedly, after falling to Northwestern in their last contest, like you mentioned. And then for Morris, Wyatt, I mean, oh, how the turntables, as our guy likes to say. I mean, how quickly can things change? We're talking about how massive of an opportunity it is last weekend. Can they pick up one or two wins and really keep themselves at the top? Can they stay unbeaten? Now they're this close to dropping their last three after starting 3-0, and and we're talking about could this be a really, really special year for Morris. Now, there's still a lot of games left, but that just goes to show you, night in and night out, you can't take any game for granted and say, oh, this is a quote-unquote by situation, by week, by Friday night, whatever. They definitely could fall to 3-3 and because this is a tough spot against a Bethany squad that's going to be real locked in after a loss, playing in the friendly confines in Mankato, where they've been really, really good this season. I mean, they've just been good overall, period. I'm uh, favoring and taking Bethany in this one, and I think we're going to find out a a lot about Morris, Wyatt, regardless of win or loss, like taking that next step and looking at the box score and how this one goes down. I think we're going to learn a lot about this Morris group and what noise they could potentially make in the postseason should they get to the postseason because obviously that is still very much up for grabs. Yeah,
0: I will take Bethany in this one at home. Here's the interesting thing with Morris so far. They don't really blow anybody out, but they also don't get blown out. So will that give here this weekend? If one of those two things were to happen in this game, I think Bethany could, just because of the way they play and how many points they put up, they could run away with it potentially. And we know, Ryan, they're a different team at home. What's the name of their gymnasium? I mean, you're the guy that knows all this stuff. North Gym. no, wow, well, that's very basic. Uh, but uh, <laughs> in, in the North Gym, they're gonna be they're gonna be north of 80 points, I think, in, in this one. I think they they get theirs, and with their balance and everything we've seen, I still think they're the best team in the conference, even with their loss to Northwestern for a variety of reasons that we talked about on the recap. So I'll take Bethany in this one. I do think Morris goes to three and three. North Central is at Northland. This is a big game for both of these teams at this point in the season. North Central is above 503-2. And and right behind them, though, one game at 2-3 and three is Northland, so a chance for them with a win to actually own the tiebreaker over North Central, which is huge huge come playoff time. What do you think? Do you think Northland being home is going to put them over the edge? Is it going to be something else? Is it going to be laying some flowers and Jordan Brennan doing their thing from three-point range again? Does Micah Filer play in this game? What do you got for me?
1: Yeah, that last thing I was going to say is the biggest storyline coming into this game. Is Micah Filer back after missing both contests last weekend? We don't know why exactly, because if he's not back, Wyatt, then you especially say out at the Kendrigan Center, a place that truly is unlike any other gym that we have in the mm-hmm. UMAC. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. with the way that the ceiling's shaped and just how that band hey, box is I, built out there. I mean, I, it's, it's unique. I learned-
0: I learned that from a young age because when my brother, I think it was his freshman year, they went at Northland and they ended up losing that game as a huge upset at the time. And you're right, there's something about that place, a little Northland magic perhaps. Maybe they'll have that going for them again here today.
1: Yeah, and what an opportunity, Wyatt, for Coach Sorensen's club after they picked up a win that, you know, probably a lot of people didn't expect, including you and I at Morris last weekend. They got a chance to go to 500. So there's plenty of swing games this weekend. It was separation Saturday last weekend we got to find some alliteration or something for for this Saturday or this weekend even though we're talking about Friday hey, that's night that's so that's we'll workshop you man you're, we'll, you're good at that stuff I'll leave it to you <laughs> I'll try to find something before we're done recording but uh yeah this is a, a really interesting one Wyatt it all starts and ends there um for North Central with Micah Filer playing or not because if he is playing do you think North Central's a slight favorite by two, three points on the road. I mean, how would you handicap this?
0: Yeah, I can't necessarily say for sure how many points it would be. I would have him favored if he's playing. I almost argue that even if he doesn't, Northland's maybe just a slight favorite, which at the end of the day, you don't play the games on paper. You play them out there on the field or on the court, and so... It doesn't matter. We can talk about it. North Central could still win this game if Micah Filer doesn't play. And I believe Northland could beat him if Micah Filer plays. Now, both those things aren't necessarily as likely to happen, but uh, it it is a big storyline and something worth noting and seeing if he is going to suit up. So do you think he will, and does that affect your pick?
1: I wish I had, you know, some reasoning behind my thought if he could play or not. I don't really know where his status is at. But I will say we've seen multiple times this season, whether it's just because of the matchup purely or there's something more to it. Northland's been a lot better opening weekends than closing the weekend. So good that they get this matchup, you know, on a Friday night where potentially you could have a little advantage with Micah out. They could win either way. <sighs> this one, this one's tough. I mean, this is as coin tossy as you get. I'm going to say North Central does enough defensively to get this win, but if Northland can find a way to knock down the three ball and have that be a key like it was last Friday night at Morris, then they can definitely win this ball game. I think that's what it comes down to. Can they get balanced scoring and shoot north of, you know, somewhere 35%, 40% from deep? Then they definitely could win this game, but I'll take the Rams in a tight one.
0: Yeah, so I think it comes down to the three for Northland as well. I think they're going to have to be efficient shooting the three ball in this game, I think regardless, though, North Central is going to come on the road and get the win. Now, I'm much more confident if Micah Filer plays, but without knowing that, obviously, I think they can do it without him because I'm picking them. You know, at this time, we don't know what's going to happen, so I'm still going to take them. I think they get the win on the road, and uh, it's, it's another big win for Coach Becker in his first season. They get to 4-2 and two and get a little bit more separation from some of the teams behind them. The next one, and this one could be, it's either this one or the Bethany Morris game on Friday as far as game of the night on the men's side. It's Northwestern at Superior. Very compelling matchup. Superior is right up there at the top of the standings at 4-1 and one themselves. Northwestern, a huge win against Bethany to get to 3-2. and two. I'll turn it over to you. Let you begin once again on this one. Do you, Northwestern, do they build off of that win, keep the momentum going, or does Superior, who's now 4-1, and one, find a way to get it done?
1: Yeah, what well, I think you could make a good argument for this being the game of the weekend. And there's a couple of good ones on the slate, but you look at a Northwestern squad who has been the team that everyone's been chasing after, if you will, for the better part of the last two decades. They still have a lot of questions to be answered from those around the league because, yeah, you're 3-2 and two and you really, really like the performance – on Saturday to beat Bethany, but now this begins, starting on Friday night, a long road stretch for Northwestern. They haven't been on the road yet, period, in UMAC play. Superior, speaking of road Warriors, just coming off of two huge road wins to come back home. So first and foremost, why you know what I always have to talk about? The atmosphere. Come on, get on down to the Mertz. This weekend, For jacket basketball on both sides of the coin, and we're going to talk about Coach Carpenter's club on the women's side in a little bit, but especially the men's, Scott Wyatt, when's the last time they've had this big of a weekend, especially on a weekend where they are welcoming in two of the teams who've been near the top for a good chunk of years, and it's one of the toughest weekends you can have playing Northwestern followed by North Central. I mean, what a huge weekend for a team that is tied at the top of the standings and gets the Eagles and the Rams at home. I mean, this is as big of a weekend as they've had at least in, I don't know, I, I don't know all the exact numbers and whatnot, but it feels like three, four years maybe. Do you remember when we talked with Javon and uh, Joseph a few weeks ago, Joseph's freshman year, I believe he yeah. said they started 7-0 and in UMAC play. So that season is probably how far you have to go back to to figure out when's the last time they've had this big of a weekend here as we're approaching the latter stages of January,
0: the the fact that we even have to bring it up, though, or say that it's in the conversation, uh, I mean, that just goes to show the the opportunity that's in front of both teams. I can't, as good of a UMAC basketball mind that I like to think of myself as <laughs> a historian, that is one thing I am not. So I'm not great. <laughs> At looking back and remembering for sure when that may have been, but you're absolutely right. It's a huge opportunity for the Jackets to not only get a win and get to five and one, but it's the opponent too. I know Northwestern's three and two, but they're still Northwestern. You know what I mean? It kind of has yeah. the Cache. effect that Alabama. It's kind of the effect that Alabama has in college football, oh, where yeah. they weren't the best team this year, but everybody knows, you know, it's Alabama. If you beat them, that's a massive, massive deal. So. It's important for a lot of
1: reasons. You you want to pick this one, or you want me to do it first? I want you to do it first and hear your reasoning because it's fascinating. It's not just anything coming in; it's both teams coming off of huge wins, feeling good about themselves. But you know, Superior's one game better, and they're at home. One.
0: Yeah, and honestly, I it's tough. It could go either way. Toss up game. Oh. I'm gonna take Superior at oh. home. I, I think Superior, with what I've seen, they're rolling right now. They've got shooters. They can play inside. they got that defensive element still. And Northwestern was a great win over Bethany. But Superior is going to show a little bit of grit, a little bit more toughness that they're traditionally known for in this game. To me, for Northwestern, it it comes down to Caleb Poiline again. I mean, he's on the heater right now the way he's been playing. He has to have another monster performance, I feel like, if they're going to go on the road and get the win. So if he does that... Northwestern can come out on top, but it's going to take a massive effort from him. And uh, I guess more specifically inside to Henry Fonbuli, I think both of those two are going to be key roles in this one for Northwestern.
1: Monster performance, Wyatt. Does that mean 25 plus for the junior out of Minneapolis? That's Caleb Hoyleen. What, what does monster yeah,
0: mean? Yeah, well, see, but it's tough because it's hard to base that just off of points just because, yeah. you know, things you can impact the game in a lot of other ways, too and how much attention he draws at times if he hits a couple of early shots and then Superior has to adjust, you know, things like that. So I don't want to have to put a number on it, but you'll be able to tell uh, if you watch the game or look in the box score afterwards. We'll we'll know. I'll just put it that way. We'll, We'll know if he had a monster
1: performance. Yeah, so it is too early to probably be doing this at a serious level, but at the same time, I am behind, and I do not like it all a 24-16 start on the prediction side, and I was leaning Northwestern anyway, and now that pushed me over the edge. I'm going to take the Eagles. I think the Jackets could for sure take this game, but a big reason why I'm going to take the Eagles, what's a big difference we've seen from Superior this whole season why that I've talked about left and right? Three-point shooting. I'll just answer my own
0: Uh, question. See, I always always draw a blank or I don't get it right. When you ask me questions, you really got to stop doing that. I I shouldn't put you on the spot. I I am
1: not good at that. (laughs) So I talk all the time about their three-point shooting. It's similar for Northwestern, I think, for what you just did against Bethany. Now it is different. They're a different type of offense. But running out at shooters, trusting your help defense off the dribble, I do not expect Superior to put up. 40-plus percent from downtown and beat Northwestern there just because I think defensively they just had a so similar scout that they executed against Bethany last time out. I think they're going to force the Jackets to beat them another way. That being said, I think it's going to take a big performance. You talk about Hoyleen on the Eagles side. I talk about Joseph Fahrenholtz on the Jackets side. Shout out to him. He's the UMAC player of the week coming in for his big performances last weekend. Yeah, indeed. Well-deserved to him. He's got to have a big ball game. I think he's got to have a double double, and he's got his work cut out for him, not only against guys like Hoyleen, but K Mink and Fombola as well for Northwestern, trying to keep them off the glass and do his thing. And then when he does get touches in the paint, I mean, the Eagles were given one on ones to Bethany guys last weekend, and there were moments where, you know, guys like Hunter Nielsen wished they could have a few possessions back where they had the size advantage. If Farenholz gets those one-on-ones, he's got to convert. He's the difference to me because I don't feel like they're going to have a huge night from downtown in this one against Northwestern.
0: All righty. So moving along then, it's Crown and Martin Luther to wrap things up on Friday. Crown's going on the road here. I got the pollers in this one. Again, I got to see more from Martin Luther before I can be confident in making a pick with them. And this is another, you know, we said this with Northwestern last week on Friday, and it's a get right spot for Crown kind of. They got their first win under their belt. Maybe they can get something rolling now. Uh, a, A huge game for Crown, playoff potential, things like that. So I'll take Crown to get this one on the road.
1: Yeah, for Polar Nation, I mean, you got to have this one. Just there's mm-hmm. no way around it. You need this win, especially with when you look on the horizon and see what you got on Saturday yep. and what's going to be a really, really tough test. They're going to try to get to two in a row. I think they will as well, Wyatt, after picking up the win over Northland. And if you're a Polar fan, I think the biggest thing you're looking for in this one, Wyatt, can we get an efficient evening from Cade Carroll? Yeah, they won the game against Northland, and they blew him out, and it was good to see guys like Van Dam and Royston and others step up, but Cade was just 2-12 from the field. Let's get yeah. an efficient night from him, get him feeling really good. His third game under his belt before that showdown with Bethany coming on Saturday. Yeah, it could be a breakout weekend for him, just saying. Just just keep an eye on that. Speak that's, it that's into existence, why? You, you may need instinct. it. Gut instinct. You may gut need instinct.
0: it. Gut I, I not, instinct. It's not May. I need it. There's, <laughs> there's no question about that. Take the May out of there. So, uh, yeah. But, no, in all seriousness, I, I think he could have a really big weekend, and, and he's got to get back to where he was for this team to reach the goals and level of play they wanted to at the start of the year. On Saturday, keep this moving along here, we had Morris taking on Martin Luther. That's the first one for Saturday. That's a 1 p.m. start. The rest of them are, well, actually, no. Then we got a 3 and 2 4, so now I, we're all over the place. I, I feel guess.
1: like some of these could be off because there's sometimes in the past okay. where the times have been off and then they haven't lined up with how they been play?
0: I don't know what's going on. Which it's not like it matters a whole lot. No. It's just because I, you know, I want to, I want to be factual when, yep. when I say things on here. But sometimes uh, okay. Saturday so,
1: afternoon in New Ulm, they will throw the yes, ball in the air.
0: <laughs> we we know that they're playing each other, so we can be factual there. Morris is at Martin Luther after dropping three straight. Based on how I think the result Friday is going to go, I think Morris does get back on track. Martin Luther is going to drop to zero seven. The Cougars go on the road and they take one of one this weekend, or one of two, and they go one and one and all things considered feel pretty good about sitting four and three when it's said and done
1: agreed nothing else to say they uh, split the weekend and uh, keep their head above 500
0: north central's at superior i can go first on this one uh, i think both teams obviously are picking up big wins on friday if that is the case that means superior is five and one north central is four and two Superior, they're still tied with Bethany. That means, assuming Bethany also wins at the top. They need this win if they still want to, you know, have that aspiration to go win the conference regular season title. I think Superior gets it done at home. I, I think right behind Bethany next in line is the Jackets squad right now as a contender. So I I think they're going to win both this weekend. I think North Central would absolutely need Micah Filer to play in this game to win. It's a little bit different than when they play Northland and if he does, he could keep it close or have a monster performance, maybe pull off a little bit of a stunner, but I think the Jackets, their depth, the way they're playing right now, again, you got to ride the teams with the hot hand sometime, Ryan and Superior. They're cooking right now with six straight wins, so I'll take them to win this one as well and it's going to be another very, very good weekend up in superior
1: yeah White. Well, i mean you read my mind they are the hottest team in the umac i was going to mention as well they have won six straight so credit where credit's due we talked about do they potentially have a little bit of a hangover after that big win over winter break over a top 10 squad now getting back into umac play credit to them they haven't whatsoever and it hasn't been easy with two tough road contests last weekend passing both tests now back at home, I think they're going to be coming off of a loss. So I think it's going to be the 4-2 and Jackets against the 4-2 and Rams. This is another huge spot this weekend. So again, we talked about it last year a lot, Why, If you're going to go to one gym over the weekend, I ask you that hypothetical. I'm going to ask you at the end of the night. But this is one of the, you know big candidates for that if you want to go to the Mertz. Not only for the men's games, we're going to talk about the women's games later as well, but if you were trapped in a gym and the doors were locked, it wouldn't be a bad place to be to to watch some basketball this weekend. (laughs) So in this one, I, uh, like I said, got the Jackets in North Central riding in at 4-2, and I believe. I'm going to take the Jackets. I think they do split the weekend. It's not a total loss for them where they drop both games at home. And there's – a lot of variance for this club. You could see them going 2-0 and like you predict. You could see them going 1-1, and I think, from how I see it. And they also could go 0-2. But with what we've yeah. seen lately, I think they do enough from deep, and their three-point ball catches fire after a little bit of an off night that I'm predicting on Friday against Northwestern. North Central's defense, they got to have a performance like they did against the Eagles a few weekends ago where they hold them. South of 60, 65-ish to win this game. If it goes 70-plus, and who would have thought we would say this, Wyatt, I'm taking the Jackets. And maybe this is the game where we're waiting, and Micah Filer breaks out, and he drops 30-plus points. Maybe that could happen here, but I'm going to take the Jackets.
0: So with that, we'll go to the other game in Wisconsin on Saturday. Northwestern's at Northland, and the Eagles, regardless of what happens Friday, I guess for both teams, regardless of what happens with how tight things are right now, it's a big game. Specifically for Northwestern, they don't have the luxury that they've had in past years where you know they're up in front of the pack leading the way, and they can drop a game maybe. they they got to win, and, and they got to keep winning. If they want to try and get back in the hunt and solidify themselves as a uh, contender to win the regular season, title. So, big game for them. Northland, they're going to try and stay afloat, keep a playoff spot going into the next uh, set of games. So, it's a big game for them as well. I'll let you go first, though, and then I'll give my prediction after you do.
1: Yeah, I mean, like I said, with the match of Friday night against the Rams-Kendrigan Center, it's a tough spot to play. It can be a little bizarre in there for road teams. This one was tight throughout most of the first half when the Eagles were there last February, and then they eventually pulled away about partway through the second half. I think something similar happens in this one, and there's You know, maybe a sense of desperation why it is too far, but there's a sense of focus, like you said, because it's like we've already dropped two gentlemen and there's tougher games on the schedule where we got, you know, still Bethany's of the world on the road and crown on the road and, you know, a return matchup against superior at home. So there's a lot of big games ahead. You got to focus on the one that's in front of you, obviously, but. I think it's a sweep on the road this weekend for Northwestern. They finish it off with a double digit victory Saturday in Ashland, mm. Wisconsin.
0: So a convincing win. Is this close from the start at all or are they gonna get the lead and kinda of ride it out?
1: I think that yeah, I think they pull away, you know, from the first timeout on into the, into the second half. I think it's still compelling at recess, but then the Eagles find a way to pull away in the second half and the offense really takes them to the finish line and makes it comfortable. I like that
0: compelling at uh, recess. I, I appreciate that. So, okay. Last one crown at Bethany. Very big game on Saturday. Uh, crown, it's going to be a situation for them where if they come off a win against Martin Luther, they got a chance to make a statement and say, Hey, we're finally healthy. Uh, Last weekend, you know, we were still trying to get our feet underneath us. Look what we can do. They go in there, beat Bethany on their home court in the uh, North gym, as it's called, which (laughs) I've just learned tonight. (laughs) Big win for the pollers potentially. Can they get it done? And what do they need to do in order to make this happen? This would be considered an upset now, Ryan. We maybe wouldn't have looked at it that way at the beginning of the year. So do you look at it that way? way if Crown were to get the win this Saturday
1: oh absolutely this is an upset I mean even with Cade back and them being healthy we just haven't really seen it all come together for a full contest but boy oh boy why it would now ever be the time I'm sure that's going to be the message from coach Herbert coach Sane and everyone associated with polar basketball coming into that matchup saying hey we can play loose we're the underdog team but you know, they're not going to voice this to the players, why? But it's also like, okay, you and I are predicting they're going to win Friday night. They're going to move to two and four. But if you lose, you're two and five. Like, yeah. yeah, we can play the underdog role and we're loose, and like they should be that way. But it's also a huge game because of a little bit of a hole that you've dug into the first six. It's not like you're walking yep. into this game at 500 or a game above 500. Like,. You know the importance of that game. Maybe that helps. We think Bethany's going to get back on track, but I'll echo what I said about their matchup with Morris on Friday night, looking at the road team side, that being Morris. I said they're going to find out a lot, win or lose. I'm going to be really interested to see the score and how it plays out. Same thing with Crown. Obviously, you want to win. They're in a little more of a precarious spot than Morris because the Cougars got off to a hotter start in UMAC play. I'm going to take the Vikings just because... You know, even though they lost to Northwestern, I kind of echo what you said. I still think they are the best team in the league right now from what we've seen. Now, maybe that conversation changes when we talk later on in the weekend after these games wrap up, but I still think Bethany is the best overall squad with what they've got going in this league. But you know what? Maybe Crown can do something great, and your guy Cade puts up a performance north of 30 points, and we're back to Cade of the you know, early stages of February that we saw a season ago where there was two road games at North Central on a Friday night and then carry it into the Erickson Center on Saturday afternoon. Maybe that type of a weekend is in store for number 14 on the Polars, and I think that's what it takes, and it's a team game, and I get that, and a guy like Jacob Van Dam is going to be huge as well. Can he build off of the momentum that he had in his big performance and probably his best game of the season against Northland last Saturday? We'll wait and see, but I'll take the Vikings by at least five or six. And I think it's just gonna be tough for, for crown to keep up with them. I think the Vikings in this one deliver a statement and I think they score north of 85 in this one.
0: Yeah, it could definitely be a track meet just with the way these two teams play and they like to shoot it from deep and get rolling that way. So it absolutely could be a track meet. I tend to think it is gonna be a little bit higher scoring. I will take Bethany as well. At home, I still think they're the best team. I'm echoing what you just said. And even if Crown loses this game, what I need to see from them, Ryan, is it needs to be a close loss. they they got to compete, show that they can do it for 40 minutes. If they can do that and and they take a close loss against Bethany and they beat Martin Luther and that's their weekend – I wouldn't necessarily call that a bad weekend by any means. You know, you're 2 and 5 and you'd much rather be 3 and 4, but all things considered, I think it shows at the midway point you're getting healthy at this point and with the schedule they'll have in the back half, they'll have an opportunity to go and steal a playoff spot later on. And if they get in, they'll be a dangerous team against anybody. So if they can keep this one close, I won't uh, certainly by any means be ready to write them off. So that's that's what I'm looking for for Crown. It'd be great if they can get the win outright, but more than anything, I just want a compelling game and I want to see them show that they can do it for 40 minutes against the team's best conference, right or the best team in the conference right now.
1: Yeah, to drop the uh, you know our guy Johnny once more, do we say by the end of the weekend that Crown is in position to be in position, and that could even be with is, a one and one result? Well, I was
0: going to say it's two and five count because then I think they will be because I I, I do think they're going to beat Martin Luther. Uh, I'm not terribly concerned about that one. The Bethany game's a whole another challenge though and a different kind of a beast. So. So if they're 2-5, and five, absolutely, they'll be in position to be in position. If it's 3-4, and four, that's another story.
1: Because this is a tough road stretch for the Polars wide, and I don't want to, you know, widen the lens too far. But after this weekend, they still got one more road game and replay just one game the following weekend at Morris. But then after that, the Polars get back into the whack and they are playing four straight at home. So if you can just, you know what, out in the wilderness right now. They're polars after all, Wyatt. If anyone should yeah. be able to tretch through this weather that we got coming through, it should be them on hey. the road finding a way to stay warm and work through it and just understand they're going to get back into the comfy spot coming up soon, but you just gotta hang on for a little bit longer and find a way. They got to win. I think you and I would both agree, Wyatt. You gotta win at least two out of your next three, which then Coming into yeah. that home stretch would put you in a place where you would be sitting at three and five. And then you have a path that we can start to draw towards getting into that number four slot and making the tournament.
0: So enough talk on Crown. Out of all the games, where would game day be going on the men's side? Your your choice, and it can be Friday or Saturday. What's what's the best game from the eight that we just did?
1: I think you got to sit up at the Mertz, Wyatt. I think yeah. it's kind of similar to what we talked about with Morris last weekend, and unfortunately for the Cougars on the men's side, they didn't deliver, unfortunately. But but again, close games. It wasn't it, like the yeah. games didn't live up to
0: the hype. They just didn't get the wins.
1: For sure, absolutely. That's a good note, Wyatt. We haven't had a spot like this in this gym for a little bit where we have to look back, so that feels like, to me, the spot where you got to be. I mean, would you take the game day bus somewhere else or – well?
0: Uh, Are you picking just for the entire weekend, or are you, like, even if it's just one game, what game would it be, the Northwestern one or the North Central one?
1: I'd say the Friday night one especially, just because you can build up to that all day Friday, and both squads are fresh, and they're both coming off of a huge win. I mean, you have all the storylines you need building into that matchup Friday night in Superior, and hopefully it will deliver.
0: Yeah, you're in Morris last weekend. I I would say we'd be in Superior this week on the men's side. I I agree, and I would say Friday a little bit more so than Saturday. But Saturday, in its own way, has a chance to be a big showdown, too. So, for for a variety of reasons, things could change quick for Superior if they were to lose on Friday. Imagine if they lose, North Central wins, and then they meet on Saturday, both 4-2. and I mean, that's how quick things can turn because of how tight it is right now in this conference. So uh, mm-hmm. you got to keep playing. You can't take the foot off the gas pedal by any means. So
1: And it's especially compelling. compelling. Yeah, just to wrap it up real quickly, Wyatt, it's especially compelling because we're still in the phase where it's the first matchups against each other for teams. So we're a good chunk yeah. into it, but Superior hasn't seen Northwestern or North Central and vice versa. So this is the first look across against this new look Superior for both Northwestern and North Central.
0: So this is officially the end of that, too, as far as they'll have cycled through now after this, correct? Because the seven games, so then it starts up. So, yeah, this is officially the midway point. Everybody will have played each other once, and that'll be kind of cool to look back on that a little bit in its own way and see, you know, the surprises and just where we're at, I guess. So, okay women's side we got to get through these now we'll start friday top to bottom as it's listed on the umac website north central at northland ryan to kick things off here i'll turn it over to you and we can get this thing rolling what do you got for this one
1: yeah i'm going to continue the theme wide of i didn't exactly see them in the correct light heading into the season now there are still questions but uh north central very much in the thick of it in the playoff picture they're coming in at 3-2, and two, and, you know, a good opportunity for Northland at 1-4 and four at home. It's a huge weekend inside of the Kendrigan Center for Coach Phillips Club. They open UMAC play-wide. I don't know if you remember with the UMAC win, but now they've lost their last three. So trying to find their footing, it kind of feels like now or never. I'm going to take the Rams because I feel like they do not allow Miranda Wagner to go absolutely ballistic, and I think she may have to knock some lights out in the gym if they're going to find a way to win this game. And I think North Central finds a way, but I think this is tight. I think this is for sure under 10 points, but uh, Maya Mabane and Joel Telso lead the way for the Rams to pick up a road win. Yeah, great reasoning, because I do think Miranda
0: Wagner's got to be, uh, what's you're saying, the straw that stirs the drink. That's that's one you've that's been using one of them. recently. Yep. <laughs> that's, that's one of them. That's true. That is just one of them. But uh, I, I agree. I think Miranda Wagner's going to have to have a monster game. She's going to get her shots, as we've seen. Can she do enough, though, to propel Northland over the top? I don't think so. I think North Central responds in a big way. It's a big road stretch for them. They get a win in Wisconsin on Friday night, get to four and two in conference play, kind of for the same reason that you said. I I think it'll be the main two players, Tulsa and Mabang, doing the damage, leading the way, and uh, they'll find a way to get to four and two. The next one very well could be the game of the night as well. It's Northwestern at Superior. We talked about it on the men's side and how big of a game that's going to be. Well, it's a huge game on the women's side. This is a little bit different now because we thought both squads could be 5-0, and Ryan. Yeah. As we looked at the games, not the case as Superior uh, was unfortunately uh, unable to get to 5-0. and They dropped both games last weekend. So they're 3-2. and Still a very tough squad, though. So how do you view this game now after last weekend's results? And what do you think, I guess, each team has to do to have some success?
1: Yeah, we talk about uh, pressure in sports, Wyatt. And if they were both 5-0 and coming in, it'd be similar to what we've talked about in the past. And I think of the matchup last year between Northwestern and Bethany Lutheran down the stretch. And more was on the line because it was later in February. But both sides are like, if we lose the game, obviously it's not the end of the world. We want to win. They're seeding on the line. Okay. You could say pressure's on Northwestern because they are going on the road for the first time, and that's a big deal. They've started 5 and all, which, yeah, is great, but now you got to do it away from the friendly confines, and squads can look different on the road, especially a squad in Northwestern that has a lot of underclassmen playing huge roles. That being said, Wyatt, now that the Jackets are 3-2, and two, it's kind of like I was talking about on the men's side for a few teams. Yeah, you can say you're the quote-unquote underdog, but all of a sudden you lose. You will have lost three straight games— and you'll go into a not easy matchup by any stretch of the imagination with the Rams marching in on Saturday. And so I kind of look at this like, who has more pressure on them? I actually think it's superior. And you could say yeah. Northwestern's feeling more of a weight, but especially, why not just because they lost one game. If they split last weekend and they win this game, they're not only tied with Northwestern, but they have the upper hand with the tiebreaker. The Eagles know, no matter what happens at the end of Friday night, we'll still be in first place. So I think there's a lot of pressure on the Jackets. Biggest matchup of Coach Emily Carpenter's career. She's really on in that position, as we've talked about before. Interested to see how they come out in the opening five minutes of this game. Wyatt, this game will be won or lost, point-blank period, with how Northwestern takes care of the basketball. If the Jackets can have their way and ignite their defense into scoring offensively, They can win this ballgame. But if the Eagles take care of the basketball, set it up in the half court, they have the advantage. The Jackets will try to rattle them, and if Northwestern can find a way to consistently have a good press break and deal with the pressure, I think they're going to win this game. If it's determined in the half court and finding ways to get good looks and make your shots, I like the Eagles. And that's what you think is going to happen then you like
0: the Eagles in this one
1: I will take the Eagles in this one because I think they have enough guards both starters and bench players that can find a way to get through this defense that can be challenging at times and that's why I said I'm interested to see early what we got we talked with coach Carpenter earlier in the season Wyatt she said she likes to have that pressure ideally all game long now when it's the first of two challenging games in a weekend at home now Wyatt this is where push comes to shove this is where the rubber meets the road Mm -hmm. You're a young coach in a spot where you'd really like a win against the only undefeated club left in the UMAC. Wyatt, if you were Coach Carpenter, are you pressing or at least showing man-to-man pressure, full court, and some sort of token pressure right off the bat?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. First off, it's their identity, which she kind of talked about, which is let's, let's get in your face a little bit they're not going to shy away just because of who they're playing. You know what I mean? Like, that would yeah. be a mistake, in my opinion, if you're going to try and change your identity just because of who your opponent is. I think they could have some success doing that. And quite frankly, that might be a big recipe for success against Northwestern is to try and speed them up, force some turnovers, get them out of a rhythm, especially away from their home gym. So I think Superior does need to do that. And on the flip side, Northwestern... Kind of like you said, can you get in the half court? Can Lexi Hagen get going early? A lot of balance. They play a lot of different girls, a lot of minutes. So uh, that's the one benefit Northwestern maybe does have if Superior pressures and, and tries to speed them up is Northwestern has the depth to deal with that for 40 minutes. All that being said, oh. I still think the I still think oh. the trajectory for Northwestern <laughs> is is up, Ryan. At this point, I still don't think they've necessarily played their best basketball yet. And no. you watch them in, in yeah. person, so you can and tell me if I'm off by saying that or not. But I think this team still has another gear they could possibly get to. And they're, they're the ones that are 5-0 and for a reason. I'm going to take Northwestern in this one if it's going to be close. It's going to be really interesting to see how that game plays out. But uh, I, the results from last weekend really don't influence this one that much for me. I just think Northwestern's the better overall
1: team. And like I said, I still think their best basketball is yet to come. One more note real quick on this one, Wyatt. I mean, I know Northwestern coaches would be saying this and talking about this game. Don't count them out from pressuring the Jackets, especially if the Eagles have a little butter on the basketball still early on in the first quarter and they're turning the ball over. They could say, you know what, we're going to give you a taste of your own medicine and we're going to pressure you. So I think that could be another element to this game. That's what I'm saying. Folks, if you can get in the Barker lounger at near 715 Friday night, I mean, heck, get in there earlier and turn yeah. on the second half of the men's game, and then roll it right into this one. It's a pretty good projection uh, production job, excuse me, on the IFan Sports Network. I believe they call themselves over at Superior. They may have the band in the building again, like they've had in the past. It's really loud on the broadcast, anyway. I'm having flashbacks to last season, but get that on. And ch- the first five minutes of this game wide are huge for how tactically the tone will be set in this matchup, and it's the onus on Superior to kind of throw the first right hook, if you will, in this one.
0: Yeah, it should be a good one. That's for sure. A good couple of games. That's what's so nice about having them back-to-back is you can take in two great games in the same night. So, like Ryan said, get out there early and uh, be loud, I guess. If you're a superior fan, they're going to need all the help they can get. It should be a great atmosphere. Uh, let's go to the next one. It's at Bethany. And, Ryan, you've cut out once or twice for a couple seconds just to bring it to your attention as we keep going along here. So, uh, I don't know if you want to try and see if there's a way you could maybe fix that or if you have any idea why that may be. But uh, for the most part, I'm hearing you come through. It's just every once in a while, so just heads up on your side of things. But we got Morris at Bethany. I'll turn it over to you, Bethany. They're kind of reeling a little bit with some things they're going through. Morris maybe starting to turn it around finally after the weekend they just had. What what say you in this one? A, a game with really two preseason favorites in different
1: spots than they anticipated to be at this point in the season. Yeah, white. I think Morris started to build something last weekend at home. Now they got to take it back on the road but i think the show rolls on and they continue to improve and improve and this is their run as they ascend heading into february and bethany's in a tough spot right now so this is a rematch of a semi-final last season that was a shock to many people but i think this time morris is the favorites going into the north gym and i'm going to take coach grove's club to win
0: Yeah, I'll take Coach Groves' club as well. I think they've started to turn it around. I think last weekend was a sign of that. So uh, give me them in this one on the road. It's not the same Bethany team that we've been used to seeing, I guess, in years past. Again, we talked about this in the recap pod a little bit. Maybe they're trying to uh, figure things out without Hannah Geisfeld, life without her. And I, I. it's a huge game for both teams, a little bit different than what we anticipated. Like I said at the beginning of the year, uh, I'm not worried about home court advantage in this one. I, I think Morris is going to be able to get this done. I'll, I'll take the Cougars on the road. So we, we are thinking likewise there on that one. And then the last game of the night's on Friday. And it's Crown at Martin Luther. So uh, are you back on the bandwagon for for the Knights after what has happened? Is is that official? Have you sent out the press release? Or are you going to fade them here and take Crown in this one? Who, by the way, one of the hottest teams right now in the conference. They've won five straight. You could argue they are the
1: hottest team in front of Northwestern who's won four straight. I would argue I never officially jumped off the bandwagon. Oh, okay. Did I say something like three weeks ago, like I'm done with this team? Did I get emotional? I can't
0: remember. No, I don't think you ever said that, but you you were not happy when they were on three, let's just say. And I mean, I I, I can't remember how you worded it exactly. (laughs) But I mean, uh, and rightfully so. They weren't producing. I'm not saying it was a bad thing. So you're saying you're hanging on to the railing still? and you're you're like over the edge and now you're pulled back on? Or, or
1: what are you trying to get at here? That's a good way to put it. I don't have two feet s- sitting down yet, but I'm not dragging and getting bruises on my legs from just holding on for dear life. I'm somewhere in the middle. So I'm I'm still uh, sure. holding on to the bandwagon. I think this is ultra compelling. I mean, there's a lot of good matchups on Friday night on the women's side like we talked about, but the record's deceiving. And obviously this one means a lot to Martin Luther. And it's the same thing. If you're a Knights supporter, get out to the gym. They're going to need your support. Crowns won five in a row. They're feeling really, really good. Lots of tight wins, though, Wyatt. And they don't have to apologize for that. I mean, you take a win anyway, you can get it. But we look back to a few weekends ago, you beat Morris by two. You beat the Jackets by six. And then you pull away, and maybe that's a sign of things to come for the pullers, and you beat Northland by 11. But those teams who we consider in the upper echelon, tight wins. I feel like if they do win, it's going to be another tight victory in this one. But, Wyatt, I'm going to, you know, back up what I've said early this season and the thought that I'm still hanging on, and especially with the momentum they had coming off of it last Saturday. This is one you got to have to open up a weekend at home. I think the Knights take down the Polars, and this one is the one I'm circling over the weekend. I haven't said it yet. This one is within three points. One way or the other, this is going to be tight down to the wire. Within three, huh? Lydia fight on my squad. Has a ball game to remember for Martin Luther leading the way. She scores 20 plus, and they take down the Polars to keep their name in the conversation.
0: I am on the flip side. I'm going to take the Polars in this one. Hey, what's been a common theme for me so far, whether it's the men's or the women's side tonight? I've been sticking with the hot hands. Crown's hot right now. They've won five straight. They're three and two in conference now, which I don't think we thought we'd be saying that. And I think they're going to find a way to get it done again on the road. This is a big game for them. Mackenzie Latsky, Maddie Hecox, they're going to do their thing. And uh, by the way, I think it, uh, I want to say Maddie Hecox was player of the week, correct? She was the boy as well. Absolutely. Shout out to her, well-deserved. And uh, yeah, I I, I think they'll get it done on the road. Uh, It's hard to go against a team that's hot right now. And uh, as far as your bandwagon goes with Martin Luther, uh, to quote John Calipari from the other day, if you didn't hear this one, when asked about the people that, you know, were doubting him early on, he said, Well, they're welcome to jump back on the bandwagon. There's a spot open in the back. Just hang on to the railing real tight. So I guess that's, I guess that's, yeah, exactly. That is a great, I don't like John Calipari, but that made me laugh. I I appreciated that from him. So I guess that's you with the Knights right now. So hang on tight. You're back on and we'll uh, talk next week, I guess, after these games. But I see crown winning this one. So with that, let's move on to the final day of action. The final four games we have not got to yet. It's Saturday on the women's side from top to bottom. Morris at Martin Luther. So an even bigger game, arguably for Martin Luther, a huge homestand for him. We both see Morris getting a big win Friday night. So who gets this win now in New Ulm on Saturday afternoon?
1: Monumental weekend wire for Coach mm-hmm. Garish's club. I mean, you got a win that you needed to have last weekend and what can be the toughest road stretch that you have. So the schedule's gonna start to get a little more favorable. Now you're at home this weekend, but it's two more than capable teams. I believe coming into this contest, you're gonna have the Cougars at three and three, and you're gonna have Martin Luther at two and four. Why would you say they need at least one out of two to stay in the picture, or do they even need two out of two? What does Martin Luther need to do this weekend to show you, okay, they are at least still in the conversation to get a backdoor into the number four slot, kind of like what we talked about with Crown on the men's side? I would say they need one, uh, for sure. Uh,
0: if they lose both, it's going to be tough to make that climb, because again, Bethany and Moore are two really good teams. They're the ones that are two and three, so... The The fact that they're in front of you only by a game, it's not easy to catch up to them necessarily. I, I think they would need at least one to stay in the playoff picture
1: after this weekend. And, and they already have some home losses, like I've mentioned before, so I'll agree with you there. They need at least one, but I mean, you know, not to prognosticate too much further, but on the 28th, they host Bethany. I would favor them in that one, but then they're on the road again for the weekend of the 3rd and the 4th, and then they're on the road again for the weekend of the 10th and 11th, so it doesn't get really that much easier moving forward so you can make an argument why with what's still ahead for this club that you got to win both of them this weekend i mean you you honestly could say that for this club and now i did not label martin luther as a c and i labeled the cougars as a c when we talked earlier mm-hmm. i am still on the bandwagon i think they could win this game they have the talent to win this game they have the guard play to win this game but morris's defense is the reason why they will win And this is going to be another really tight ball game out in New Ulm. I will take the Cougars, though. They are a true contender for a reason. Two really experienced teams, though, on both sides with players who have been there. Another fascinating matchup. But I will take Morris in a tight one. Yeah, I'm going to take Morris, too, and to
0: be frank with you, I'm going to say it's actually a little bit more convincing. Remember what I said? I think they're turning it around. I think they get a nice win at Bethany on Friday, and then I think they take care of Martin Luther, and it's one of those games where we're like, whoa. Like I guess they are for real, and and they show it here this weekend. So I think they take it to the Knights on Saturday. Another big staple win for them. Huge weekend for both teams. I mean, really, you could say that about anybody in the UMAC at this point. The only one, like you said, that maybe doesn't have pressure is Northwestern, because they have the two game lead, and even then, it's not like they can afford to just coast and, and lose a couple games, so it's a big week for everybody. But Morris, especially, can make a huge statement going on the road and potentially going 2 0, and I think that's what they do. I'll take Morris in uh, this one as well. Then we got North Central at Superior, very compelling game again like i've said with the rest of these (laughs) superiors at home they're all good ones folks Uh, you can't really pick a bad (laughs) spot to be at this weekend i mean uh what is it the mertz is the the one for superior yeah that's probably the best location for both the men's and the women's side this weekend but like i said you can't necessarily pick a bad one with that being said i'll go first on this one superior It's always interesting to me with the mindset that they have when we talked with Coach Carpenter of how they want to play, and we talked about it in their matchup against Northwestern. They want to go up and down. They want to press, get in your face. Does that affect them on the second day of the back-to-back? You know what I mean? Are they going to be a little bit extra tired compared to a North Central team that maybe isn't going to have to expend as much energy in their first game on Friday? So that's something to consider here. Superior coming into this one. I think, gets the win against North Central. I'll take the Jackets in this one to beat North Central, wrap up the weekend on a good note, reevaluate at the halfway point, and if you're North Central, you'll drop to 4-3 and three with this loss. Nothing to be ashamed of at this point in the year, right in the middle with everybody, and it makes it really interesting uh, heading to the back half.
1: In your voice there, Wyatt, I could hear the hamster running around the wheel in your mind. I'm going to take Superior. Like I could it, it tell was, you were you know, wrestling. I, I was. I was going back and forth a little bit, and uh, it is what it is. That's totally fair. That shows how tight this game is, and I'm glad you mentioned that, Wyatt, because we think even a superior wins, it's going to take a lot of energy and a defensive effort, maybe unlike what we've seen so far this year, potentially to knock off Northwestern. They may be a little more battered and bruised and worn out a bit on the quick turnaround heading into Saturday, so... You and I can agree coming into this matchup, it's advantage North Central. Even though they're on the road, we think they're going to be the more fresh squad. So I agree with you there. I think then the Rams are going to be 4-2, and two and the Jackets are going to be 3-3, three and three, trying to avoid three straight losses. I'm trying Uh-oh, to think... <laughs>
0: I was saying, is that it, or were you still going? I didn't think you were ending it there, were you? <laughs> no, I got to make my pick, white. Okay, um, I didn't think you ended the sentence or anything there, yeah. but then there was this big pause. So I was like, am no. I supposed to say something?
1: Yeah, so two first-year head coaches in this one. We enjoyed our conversations with both of them. This is so, so compelling. I think North Central may have less margin for error on the road in this game, but if it gets tight late, I like their chances. I kind of feel like Superior has got to have a cushion going into the fourth to win this game. If it's tight, I like the chances for North Central to pull out a road win. And call me crazy, Wyatt. It's gotten a lot tighter in the top to middle portion than I maybe expected it to be. And with the things that I was saying in November and even going into early December where I was being knocked by a lot of people, okay, I'm showing respect this weekend. I'm saying the Rams are going two for two on the road. Superior drops their fourth straight loss to drop below 500 and there is some soul searching for a club that had such a hot start and coach carpenter at the end of the weekend is trying to figure out how do i get this thing back on track but the margins are thin and i think the rams find a way late i like their composure on the road at northwestern a few weekends ago they didn't win it late but they made a huge comeback if they are within six points heading into the fourth they'll win the game they're down seven nope it's superior but if they're within six heading into the fourth they're gonna steal one on the road at the mertz on saturday imagine if they do go
0: to three and four and they lose four straight you know what i mean like what we'll be talking about next week in the recap like just a, a hot start and then all of a sudden you do that so it very easily could happen, and they could easily win both, too. So it's a, it's going to be an interesting two-game stretch for them. Got to wrap this up here. We got Northwestern at Northland. Uh, the Eagles, assuming that they get a win against Superior, let's say, on Friday night, trying to get to the perfect 7-0 and to wrap up the midway point of the season. I don't know. I, for some reason, don't feel like Northland's going to give them too much of a game here. I think Northwestern's going to take this one pretty handily. And, again, the depth, the balance, everything that the Eagles have, it's going to just be overwhelming to Northland in this game.
1: Yeah, real quick. One thing I'm looking at this weekend for the Eagles, why Megan McGow. Can she make that next step? And she's huge as a veteran on this squad now playing once again for her super senior season in that first trip out on the road. If things get a little hairy and get a little precarious and you're not in your friendly confines, she's big. So excited to see what she can do this weekend. This isn't the Northland of old. Northwestern cannot just overlook them and just say, hey, if we bring our B minus B game, we'll easily win. No, I mean, they can make things scary if you're not on your game. So I do think the Eagles they will find a way and win by double digits.
0: Yeah, I agree. I I don't think there's a ton more to add with that one. And then we got uh, Crown at Bethany to kind of wrap things up here. Uh, The Vikings, uh, you know, Crown's one of the hottest teams, like I said, if not the hottest team on the women's side, Bethany Lutheran at home, going to try and stop the bleeding of what has been a tough stretch. And I think that's exactly what they'll do. I think Bethany's going to beat Crown, put an end to the big win streak for the Polars. And I think Bethany at least gets a little bit... Of something to feel good about going into the midway point at 3-4 and four in conference play and again it's going to be super tight with all these teams I think a- after this week with the way I see these matchups going it's going to be a lot of fun to recap if it shapes up the way it does but I do think Bethany will get the win on their home court and uh, Crown as great as they've been recently I think they got to cool off a little bit here and uh, the, the dream run of it'll be officially I guess technically 6 in a row will yep. finally come to an end
1: Yeah, very, very compelling Saturday out at the North Gym, and it's kind of reverse storylines. On the men's side, it's like, okay, Bethany is in the catbird seat and sitting in a really good spot, if you will, and then Crown on the other side is kind of like, we need a win. And we both think coming into this game on the women's side, it's reversed because Bethany will be at 2-4. and They will have lost three straight games, and they're trying to hold serve at home and not get swept this weekend and continue that losing streak you think the run ends here for Crown. I think a new run begins because I think they lose to Martin Luther, but then they drag themselves from New Ulm over to Mankato. Coach Bridgeport Tussler has done such a great job early in the season, Lists their chins up and says, hey, keep your head up high. We're going to find a way to get a split this weekend, as you like to say, Wyatt. Got to have amnesia. Got to respond quickly. Forget about what happened the night before and pick up a win on the road. So I'm taking the Polars. They'll finish the weekend at 4-3, and three, and Bethany's going to be 2-5. and five. And how about this weekend on the woman's side, Wyatt? We got how many ones that we disagreed on? We disagreed on one Friday night
0: and was say, two on many. Saturday here, right? I didn't think there was that many. Which ones? The, three well, out of the eight, ones... right? Because you took the Jackets on Saturday, Correct. I did take the jackets on Saturday. I took the ramps,
1: and then we differed in okay, both that's crown one. games.
0: That's oh, three. That's right. You took the knights. I keep forgetting yeah. you took the knights for some reason. I blocked that from my memory. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why. But you're still riding with the knights. Okay, that that makes sense. That adds up then. So yeah, I mean, you're you're not panicking, are you? I mean, you're down a little bit in the predictions, but I mean, you still got time. You're you taking have to pick advantage. Against me.
1: It's it's okay. swing it's swing weekend, Wyatt. Can, can, should we Swing call it that weekend, Swing is that Saturday? Well, hey, it's up, is up to
0: you. If, if you're trying to come up with something, if that's what you want to roll with, I'm on board.
1: Let's do it because nothing else is in my brain right now. It's Swing Saturday, Wyatt. <laughs>
0: all right swing saturday for now folks get ready it's a big weekend lots of uh, impe- compelling games both on the women's and the men's side and of course we don't shy away from the results or what we picked we'll recap all of this where we were right where we were wrong uh, in our recap pod next week but very interesting to see how all of these shape up gonna be a fun weekend that's for sure anything before we close out
1: here ryan that we didn't get to or you want to make note of quick no, I appreciate you answering my question, even though I didn't uh, ask it to you officially, and we're playing this hypothetical game again where, you know what, Wyatt unfortunately gets locked in a gym all weekend long, he has to sw- sleep in the bleachers from Friday night into Saturday, and he's stuck yeah. somewhere. And if you had to be stuck somewhere, it's it's the yeah. Mertz,
0: correct? Honestly, I think for both the men's and the women's side, it's the Mertz this, this weekend. I really do. I, I think – for all the reasons we said on the men's side, could be said about the women's side as well. Uh, a superior, a team on the women's side that was 3-0, and a chance here to beat Northwestern, who's not been beaten yet this year. And I'd say more so it's that game too. So really Friday night for both the men's and women's side, if we were going to pick one game, it'd be right there, and, and we could just do a double header there. But also the game against North Central is going to be a big one on Saturday too. So I'm
1: picking the Mertz, and I didn't even really have to think that much about this one. I'm just picturing you sitting up near the top of the bleachers with the band in the stands, bag of popcorn in your hands you're a popcorn guy right why if you had to have one snack at a basketball game is it that is it nachos is it m&ms is it what i is feel it? like
0: we've talked about this
1: before you you know i don't like popcorn right oh really i forgot that yeah. okay i yeah
0: yeah i i can't tell if you're being serious or joking or not i can't no, I stand forgot. the popcorn though so i i don't do that um
1: you it's want probably like a walkie taco of, up there? I mean, what are you eating that could be sold if, conceivably if I at have, the concession stand?
0: I was gonna say if if it's gotta be like a meal, <laughs> then yes, it's probably something like that or or like a hot dog or something. If it's like a snack, like I'm gonna go for some Skittles or you know, something like that. Okay. Well good. what's your They'll what's your setup? I don't what's, mind what's popcorn.
1: I don't mind popcorn, but it's definitely not the favorite thing. Uh, if they had a walking taco, I would definitely take that like over a hot dog. I mean, that sounds, that sounds good to me. If they do that over at the Mertz, I don't know what else they got uh, on hand potentially, but yeah, I would take a walking taco just cause that's on my mind. I don't know why.
0: There you go. Well, if that's it, we can wrap up with that. There's our food of choice and uh, how we like to watch the games and celebrate on the weekends. So, looking forward to it. Another edition of Unlike any other, uh, holy cow, settle down. (laughs) Unlike any other, the UMAC. Oh, you get to the point where you know you just start rambling on and on, and next thing you know, you can't talk. But appreciate all the support everybody's been giving us. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Happy to be where we're at at this point in the season, and the conference tournament will be there uh, before you know it. So enjoy the ride here. But uh, again, we're on basically anywhere where you get your podcasts. Check us out on Twitter. Unlike any other, the UMAC, and of course, uh, hit us up on our email if you have questions, things like that. It's UAO the UMAC at gmail.com, and catch us next time. This has been another edition of the Unlike Any Other, the UMAC podcast.